to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hey, podcasters, I am so glad that you are with us this month. I hope you are ready for spring. I know that you are. It is such an honor to be a part of this journey with you, and I know that you are about to go to another level today. We have a couple of heavy hitters, as they say, and we are doubling up, and you are going to be so, so blessed. I'm so honored to have someone that has become a dear friend to me, Pastor Scarlett Stevenson in Panama City Beach, Florida. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Pastor Scarlett. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad to be. I know. I've just known you for a few years now, but it seems like forever. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. We've just really become connected and I think praying together and it was just there from the beginning, I think. It really was. It really was. And I'm so so thankful. And then we are so thrilled to have someone that is a dear friend of yours and has meant so much to all us chick preachers. Yes. And just so honored to have Reverend Patsy Caminetti. Thank you so much for being here today. And thank you for asking me. This is fun. Oh, <laughs> I'm well, so glad. It is going to be fun. Now, yeah, we most of our listeners probably will not know that you all, for a time, were roommates Back in the day, is that right? Back in yes. the day. What was that year, Scarlett? <laughs> I think it was 1980. 1980. 19, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you said something interesting earlier today about Pastor Scarlett yeah. and how when she came and you really didn't know much about the Lord, you had come to go to Rhema, yeah. but you said she just had a hold of something and oh, you saw that. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, she came straight out of, out of Alabama, the University, University, of Alabama. University of Alabama, and she was a sorority girl and all the <laughs> from the South, very Southern. Yes, very Southern. And so I just remember it was right away... I discovered this depth in her that hmm. she didn't know she had. Really? Uh-uh. It was just a very natural hunger for God. Yeah. But not just a hunger for God. I think, Scarlett, what I saw was a responsiveness to mm. the Holy Spirit. Because mm. some people can have, you know, just a general hunger or a curiosity, and so you study the Word and all. But I think what really fascinated, well, I don't know about fascinated, but it was it was very endearing to me mm. was and challenging even, encouraging to me, was how responsive she was to the Holy Spirit. Wow. And she wouldn't just sit there like a bump on a log. She would just go with it. Yeah. Go with his leading in prayer and then in whatever. Hmm. So, yeah, I loved that. Yeah. It's so good. So you show up at Rama, yes. fresh sorority girl, fresh out of University of Alabama. Yes. You come out to Rama Bible College to go to school, and you wind up being roommates with Reverend Patsy Beerman yes. then. And so were you just like, what am I doing here? Well, I really didn't have any idea what I was getting into. My mother had given me a tape by Kenneth E. Hagan, my personal testimony, uh-huh. and I listened to it one afternoon, just laying out in the sun, because I live in Florida, Yeah. and the Spirit of God came on me in such a strong mm. way hmm. that I had never known before, 
and spoke to me about the call of God upon my life, that wow. I was to, to go to this man's school yeah. and to go this fall. And it was very, you know, late into the summer. So I, you know, I thought, what? You know, yeah. and I was crying and laughing at the same time. It was just a supernatural experience. Yeah. And I went to church that night and my pastor called me up. He had no idea that it happened that afternoon. He called me up and he said, the Spirit of God talked to you this afternoon. And he told me exactly the same thing that the Spirit of God had witnessed wow. to my heart. Yeah. Well, my pastor's wife knew Patsy. Uh, had sung in Face Creation with her, Rhonda Warren. Yeah. So she said, you can room with Patsy and Candace Harrison (laughs) because Michelle is moving out. She's getting married and and they have a better Well, I didn't know any of these people. Sure. (laughs) And I said, okay. So I go out there and meet Patsy and Candace. Yeah. They told me, they said, we were praying about you because we weren't sure who you were, anything about you. Uh-huh. And uh, they had talked to Pat Harrison, Candace's mother, and said, what do you think? And she said, well, I don't know about all this prayer and stuff, but can she pay the rent? <laughs> I love that about Pat. Sounds like a mama. <laughs> yes. So anyway, but we just all had such a wonderful relationship from that yeah point forward. Oh yeah. And wow. still <clears throat> and still do. Yeah. And still yeah. do. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And that was thirty seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you sort of fast forward through years of faith and believing God and so we're sitting here today, Patsy, forty years in the ministry and you thirty seven Scarlet, yeah. I think we figured out. And so it's pretty amazing that, you know, all through those years and moves and and so much happening, but you still have this connection, this divine connection, obviously, in God. Maybe talk a little bit about what that's like. How do you how do you keep hold of those? Because ministry is busy. It's a busy life. You know, it's so demanding. How do you steward those divine connections in your life? Scarlett said something in a meeting that we've just recently had where she said it's important to acknowledge the presence of God that's there, Mm. which is so true because when you acknowledge it, it is like it activates something about that presence in greater activity in your life. But Mm -hmm. I believe it's the same way with godly relationships in your life. You acknowledge them. That's good. But one thing that's nice about godly relationships that God makes is that they are really God-made, and they are the probably the lowest maintenance ones. Hmm. Like our relationship with the Lord, He's not a whiner or a complainer. Or, you know, our relationship with the Lord is really low maintenance in the sense of He's not manipulative or anything like it's that. So good. The relationship can be what you acknowledge it to be, mm-hmm. and it always picks up where you leave off, and it's eternal. Mm-hmm. It's not based upon just activities. Mm-hmm. It's eternal. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the godly relationships, you know, the one that I have with Scarlett, we have with each other, and now, yeah, I'm so happy to meet you. You're uh, such a dear person in so many of my friends' lives. Mm. This is the first time I've gotten to be with you. Yeah, The Lord showed me something a long, long time ago that I've never forgotten. He was like a house hmm. to me. I saw him like a house, and you could come in the great entryway 
and live the rest of your life just inside the door. And it's so beautiful, and it's such a safe place. And it's such a place of congregation that a lot of, in large, that a lot of people were in this entryway, just inside the door. Hmm. But there's more to the house. And there were other people. I went off to, off to the left, and there was a, the whole kitchen area. People were making things in there, and there was a whole group of people in there that were drawn to that kind of activity and sweet people, wonderful people, and conversations about what happens in the kitchen and the, the food preparation and all. Over on the other side from the entryway was kind of a lounge area, kind of a formal lounge, and there were a few people in there sitting and having conversation. And Anyway, I just, you know, the house was kind of like that. And But being of curious nature, ever since I was a little girl, I remember going up these stairs hmm. and going down a hallway I saw a few people upstairs, and then I went to this one room, and it said, had a sign on the door about inner by invitation or something like that. Yeah. And that didn't dissuade me or something because of being curious. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I thought no. it didn't oh. apply to you. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure I was invited. I just didn't know. <laughs> But I, I went like in that, that room, hmm. and uh, one of my dear friends was in that room. Hmm. She was in a room in God. That's where I found her. In my seeking God, in my curiosity of God, wow. I found her. And that's how, Scarlett, that's how you and I, yes. we just merged in our, in yeah. our hunger for God. And then you just journey together, mm-hmm. but together then forever. Yeah. Because once you're ever connected mm-hmm. in God, because God is eternal, mm-hmm. those connections are forever. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, you've remained here in Florida while I've moved to three other continents. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but nothing ever, ever alters those the sacredness and the reality of that. Yeah. You feel like in time with each other, it's also time with God. Mm-hmm. Don't you find that true? Yeah. And there's a portion of God that you share mm-hmm. when you spend time with one another. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. That's so true. Now, would you say that there are things that happen in that time that are especially people of God, where the purposes of God advance. It's almost like a type of prayer where business gets done because of that sharing, fellowship, communion, even talking about the things of God. I mean, I know times with my friends, things come out in that time. It's revelation. Like I'm sitting in a service. So much, yes. it, Would you say that's true of, yeah. of times, relationships that are connected that way? I, I believe so. Iron sharpens iron, and usually those kind of connections, it's because there's a deep in your heart that corresponds with a deep in their heart mm. for God, and so mm-hmm. you're hungry oftentimes for the same things. That's really good. And oftentimes what you're feasting on in God, even though you may be in different locations, you're still eating from a common table. Mm-hmm. So when you get together, the pieces that 
each other bring is yeah. like, ooh, it's yeah. a, it comes together like a meal. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah, that's really good. It does really help you to go forward. There's an encouragement that you get from one another. Mm-hmm. And you just know without having to say it over and over and over, check to see if each other's mad at each other. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. It never even enters your mind right. that that person's mad. No. Have you ever thought that? Never. And neither have I ever thought mm-hmm. that about you. You can just get on to going forward rather than, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's just so free from mm-hmm. a lot of emotional, I don't know. Yeah, which is such a lower place of connecting. Yeah. On that level. And Pastor Scarlett, I've, ever since I met you, I feel like you've been so great you're so gracious in this way, but you're you also are so set to recognize supplies that other people have. You know, you are so I mean, here you bring so much, you stand in such a call. And yet ever since I've known you, you're always aware of who's in the room and who might have what and have you always been that way? Is that something God developed in you? I mean, I know you see the benefits of that, but Talk a little bit about where that came from in you. Well, I have to say, really watching Patsy, mm-hmm. especially when I was so new to everything. Yeah. Watching her in services, especially. It's not just about what you hear in services, but it's what you watch. Yes. Um, and and watching spiritually, not just watching to be a spectator mm-hmm. in a service, mm-hmm. but watching with your spiritual eyes yeah. and identifying, especially who's in charge of the meeting, the way they operate, mm-hmm. uh, according, you know, by the Spirit of God. And watching Patsy, she enjoyed, I mean, delighted almost, in other people's giftedness. Mm-hmm. And she would, and, and I know I, I saw that in Reverend Kennedy Hagen too, he delighted in developing other people's yeah. gifts and letting them sh- for lack of a better word, shine mm-hmm. with the glory of God. Right. You know, not with their own thing, but when the anointing was upon them, mm-hmm. letting them operate mm-hmm. and even learn without judgment, without criticism, without... Mm-hmm. I remember uh, being in healing school with Kenneth e. Hagen. You know, Patsy would get up and minister by the Spirit of God in front of Dr. Hagen. Mm-hmm. And I'd ask her, you know, when we get home, I said, do you ever feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I have tongues interpretation right in front of him. Is it right? Is it, you know, it's wrong. And, and she said, no, absolutely not. Because he wants us to operate in those things. That's and so he good. encourages us. And if we make a mistake, it's not anything, you know, it's just, I mean, she was at total ease with it because I was just so awed you know, by him and sure. thinking, oh, I would think I was, I'm going to make a mistake and then yeah. it's going to ruin the whole meeting. <laughs> and right in front of Dad Hagen. Right. You know. The plan so. of God is off. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, I, of course, she reflected that in her meetings. Mm-hmm. And she would, if someone else had something, mm-hmm. she would almost cheer them on. Oh, yeah. Sing that song, you know. Right. Even this weekend, you witnessed that. When yes. Patrick yeah. Vandiver was yeah. singing mm-hmm. by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Patsy's waving her. Cheering him on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know if I consciously incorporated I, that. Yeah, I'm just kind of listening to that because it's it's amazing right now where my husband Tony and I, 
in our church, we've got an amazing group of young adults Yeah, really love the Lord. And we were remembering, because Tony was in the Raymond Singers and Band, I was in that a group or two before then, uh, Faith Creation. So I've been in the ministry for 40 years, but I grew up in a pastor's home. Mm-hmm. So I've been in ministry, around ministry, right. then all my life. But I just know that my husband and I identified a characteristic in Brother Hagen. I really think the Lord is reminding us of this. Mm. Because we're starting to be in the same age that Brother Hagen was. <laughs> exactly. He was in his 60s, mm. and, and now I'll be 60 next month. So it's like, whoa, here we are. He had this spirit of faith about him mm-hmm. concerning young people. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look for perfection in them. He just looked for call on mm. them. And he, with that faith and no fear. There was no fear injected like, ooh, watch out. You never don't know what these younger people are ever going to say. you got to really watch on them, keep a rope around them, and pull them off as soon as they make a mistake. Yeah. He wasn't like that at all. Wow. He threw us into the deep end yeah. and surrounded us with faith, believed that we would, instead of sinking, that we would swim. Yeah. And sometimes we made a botch of things, and he would just, he would just laugh. There was enough of the Holy Ghost in him. He'd swallow it up, and it, it would just go <laughs> on. And yeah. And then my dad, who's who's still alive right now, mm-hmm. but he was like that with our the younger people in our church too. He just mm. gave us opportunity, not waiting for us to get good. He actually yeah. put us on the potter's wheel and in motion in ministry. Then there's some kind of formation that can happen. Wow. They can't happen, actually, yeah. unless you are actually working. And I believe there's young people right now mm-hmm. with calls on their life mm-hmm. that the hearts of the fathers first have to go to the children. Yeah. You know, instead of us demanding that them just respect the older ones of us. Right. That actually our hearts go towards, first of all, to them. Yeah. And believe in them. Yes. And activate the gifts of, of God through faith. Because yes. everything is activated by faith. Mm-hmm. So. That's really good. I'm just happy you remembered that detail because it's mm-hmm. so true. Dad did do that with us. Yeah. I can't believe what he gave us responsibility in. Because hmm. yeah. now, at that same age. Right. And, you know. What I was about, you know, like 20, mm-hmm. 21, when healing school started, would I put a would I put a twenty one year old over prayer and healing school when you already have access to people with a lot more experience? Right. Yeah. If you Google, praise the Lord for Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you Google what a lot of historians have said about the apostles of the Mm -hmm. Lamb, Mm -hmm. many of them, in fact, most of them say that they were in at least their early 20s. Peter could have been 30 because he was married, and there was something else that they said about him that identified that he could have been older, Mm. but there was indication that the others were quite young, could have even been like 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, wow. 22, 23 years old. Wow. Mm. And Jesus 
called him yeah. and invested that yeah. time into. So yeah, I just think it's part of the cycle of faith, mm-hmm. not to just build your own ministry, but to look for somebody by That's the way true. that you can you can start discipling. Oh my goodness, how rich was that? And just think about it, that is only the first part of this amazing time that I got to spend with Reverend Patsy Caminetti and Pastor Scarlett Stevenson. I love some of the things that came out in this first part and really just listening to it, I think it emboldens each one of us to follow the voice of the Lord on the inside of us. You know, so many times we grapple with this, what if I miss it? What if I mess it up? You know, and to hear those stories of the two of them and Reverend Patsy, you know, being in services with Kenneth Hagen and the liberty and the freedom and the training that he gave them and just sort of this place to stand and say, the point is to obey the Lord. And the more you do that, the more skilled you'll get, the better you'll get at discerning what the Lord is saying, but just go for it, take the pressure off. And so I know this has just stirred you up. It stirred me up and I cannot wait to share the second part of this really special afternoon that I got to spend with these two amazing ladies. Hey, I just want to thank all of you for listening again. And I want to encourage you, you know, there might be some people that come to your mind while you're listening to maybe today's podcast or another one. And you think, man, I really feel like this would help my friend or help my family member or a coworker. Take a minute there's a button right there on our podcast where you can share the link and so take a minute maybe share that with them let it be an encouragement to them it might be the answer the revelation that they really need in the moment they're in there's a reason why they came to your mind hey this is just another place where we can use our faith to obey the lord well we love you thank you for listening god bless you